This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, I'm a fraud. I have no idea how to parent. Plus, Biz commits to spontaneity. Teresa says, mm-hmm. And we talk to author James Patterson. How are you, Teresa? Oh, God. <laughs> Let's skip that question. Moving Next on. Question. I'm great. Good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. So... <laughs> Everything is really just a shit show in my house right now. Everything is so crazy. I'm so tired. And um, lately, I've just been, like, really bogged down in, like, all this drama with Grace that I'll talk about at some point. But, Ten years from now, he's yeah, recovered. when I'm over it. Um, and I feel so bad for Oscar because, you know, it was his birthday over the weekend. He turned four. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Oscar. Oscar. God. He's adorable. I know. Um, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. And <laughs> so, like, there's this thing that's been happening where he's just being a four-year-old or mm. late, you know, end of three and a half, early four. You mean there wasn't a dynamic thing. change that happened on yeah, his like fourth birthday? Yeah, like instantly that moment. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just being a kid, which is that he's asking me for little things all the time, right. like all day long and complaining about things yes. like nothing is quite right. But they're all like compared to what's going on with like my other kid. They're right. like they're like <laughs> the low, the lowest possible stakes. <laughs> and like, I, you know, I can't say to him like, oh, honey, your problem is not that big of a deal. <laughs> like your problem doesn't actually matter. I have to like move on, care, you right. know, and it, like I have to like try to remember like this is important to him yes. that like the transformer that he has in the car is not the one that he thought he put in the car right. because it goes with the other one that what I don't know yes. like whatever and so like sometimes I'm just really tired and we're driving and he's like he's either complaining about something or he's telling me something that he wants right and there's no there's nothing for me to, to say yeah. other than mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or yeah, okay. Oh, and good. so I alternate a lot between just like, <laughs> okay, or like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But what has happened, because there's nothing for me to say. Right, there's I, nothing I to say. There's no, I have nothing, nothing to, say. to say to that. Correct. There's nothing I can add to this <laughs> I have conversation. nothing to say. Right. Like, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, but what has happened now is he's caught on. <laughs> And it's unacceptable to him. Oh. So now, oh, now he starts yelling at me, Mommy, that doesn't mean anything. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm like, well, and, and so then I get into it with him straight up. I'm like, true, I, true that that does not mean anything. But also, I don't have anything to say to you about right. this. Like, I, sure, you're right. Correct. But what, there's nothing for me to say. I have nothing to Please say. Please tell me his response was, mm-hmm. No. <laughs> that would be so nice. No, and then, then we just go back and forth because he wants me to right, I know. somehow fix his life yes. to make his life better. Yes, it's a never-ending cycle, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really bad. I'm so... Mm-hmm. That's it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. See, actually, that's all I needed from you. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy to have somebody mm-hmm me. Oh, please yeah. mm-hmm me all day long. I will do that. How are you? Well, I'm all right. I have a lot on my plates. Mm-hmm. And it's carnival time. It's Halloween time. Third grader has apparently decided it's also time for, like, lots of additional things that need to be done. So there's, like, a lot happening. Mm-hmm. But on Thursday of last week, I had, the, like, even all the stuff. I mean, like, I have, like, a two-page to-do list. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of all this, I thought, I think my kids are both old enough. We should have other kids over and carve pumpkins and watch the great pumpkin Charlie Brown mm-hmm. in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Now, previous biz would have said immediately, no. Uh-huh. That Why would you even think that idea? Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. You know it's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And even like 24 hours later, biz would have been like, yeah, weren't we excited about that? But we're definitely not doing it. Yeah. But I didn't. Mm. You didn't There's do this, the like. There was this and, other biz yeah, yeah. that was like, even after 24 hours, was yeah. like outgoing the text. And these weren't even like, these were like mom school friends. These were more like Katie Bell's friends and 
parents who I've become to really actually depend on. Like I actually feel like the community, the village mm. building a little bit. Nice. Where we're not all necessarily best friends, but they're like last minute, oh my God, can you walk Katie Middle of the car or pick her up or take her to Girl Scouts kind mm-hmm. of friends? And, yeah. and I like them all. And some of them even had siblings that Ellis knew that were his age. Oh, nice. And guys, we did it. Oh. And kids from ages three to eight with carving tools. <laughs> Yeah. No one was injured. Uh, it turns out one of the kids, uh, one of the families that came were the kids that are like really good at climbing and like climb on everything. And like that always make me nervous when I'm hanging out with them. Yeah. And I always feel like a horrible mom because I'm not cool enough to let my kid like do something that I think is super dangerous. Because right. I know my kid's not good at that. Right. While their kids are really good. Turns out that mom's not good with like sharp objects. And I'm like, oh, oh isn't that funny? I can sit with your three-year-old and teach her how to yeah. use a knife all day long. This yeah. is totally fine. It was actually this really oh, nice so cool. moment. Yeah, it just it was chaos. It was a lot, but we were done because of uh it getting dark early, right. like really early. Yeah. And it was actually like a big messy thing. Good that job. Felt good. That's that, amazing. It felt good. That's great. So I feel like yeah, I just feel like I, I nailed some sort of like mom Halloweenish moment. Totally, you totally did. Thank you. Good I, job. Thank you. Felt like I knew what to do in that situation. Unlike what we're going to talk about today, <laughs> which is all of the times I'm really beginning to think I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yeah. I am a fraud. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing at parenting. And I we want to talk. We've been kind of, this has sort of been creeping into some of our discussions. Mm-hmm. And I really felt we needed to give it its own attention today. And I am being, I just want to just lay this out, that this feels like something new. Like, I feel like that, that I 100% have these moments where I don't know what I'm supposed mm, to do yeah. as the adult slash parent yeah. in the situation that I am in. And I feel like... I was actually more equipped with infants and babies mm-hmm. yeah. where, like, you know, there's, like, three things, like, basic. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of stuff, guys. Yeah, I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to, like, negate yeah. it. But, like, a majority of it was the crying, the sleeping, you know, crying, feeding, yeah. burping, diapers changing. Like, and once you figured yeah. that out, those were those things. And then there was all the stress that came with it when those things didn't work. But you yeah. knew you were in a rough range. But I never had the moments that I'm having now where something will happen and I know I'm supposed to give a response or I'm supposed to do something, but I go totally blank. Mm. And I feel like, and, and in those blank moments, I'm like, oh my, oh my God, I don't actually know how to parent in this yeah. situation and like yeah. what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Right? Do, oh, yeah. You, okay. Oh, totally. All right. So I, I want to kind of start off with yeah. that, with the blank moments. Yes. The blankness and the discovery oh, that that's even an option to right. have. Yeah. And so- It's weird how it does come later. I'm with you on that. Right? Like, Is that like- For a, me anyway, definitely. Like, like pure like, blank. Yeah. Like there's, uh, sure, there's like lots of times with like babies and toddlers where you're just like, oh my God, am I handling this? Right. But there's never that like- I'm going blank right now. Like, it's almost like everything is much more like a physical response yeah. when, when they're littler. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden, yeah, you know I'm having thing. those moments where I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I'm going yeah. to give you an example okay, great. real quick of like a real moment uh, where I experienced this. Okay. Okay. So, haha, children are different uh, in your own home. Yeah, great. Katie Bell, we figured out and she was pretty consistent with how to handle lots of things like a lot of prep work with her if you gave her a lot of information if she did something she wasn't supposed to be doing or you wanted to stop her from doing we could pretty much talk it out with her Mm -hmm. and that would change the direction course you could even do some like you know we're gonna have a timeout uh to think about it you know Mm -hmm. like take a break or you know no just like a firm no Mm -hmm. would work and Ellis, I am deeply aware that none of that 
works with him. Mm-hmm. And so we're in the situation a couple of weeks ago where... <laughs> I love how none of any of it. None of it. None like, of it works. You just named like three Five, or three four things. different things. And everything I've tried. You're like, none of that None works. of that works. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no. And like, so like the no doesn't work. The like, right now all right. I've got left is counting to five. Mm-hmm. And that still kind of works. Yeah. But yeah. like having a timeout, like any of these, no, none of this works. So Ellis went through like a thing a couple of weeks ago or about a month or so ago where he started hitting again mm-hmm. and it, like very physical and he goes up and he hits his sister and I say, Ellis, no, do not hit your, and I'm saying hit your, and he is simultaneously picking his hand back up to hit her again. Yeah. And Ellis, don't hit your sister. Mm-hmm. Keep your hands to your hit. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I blank. Yeah. yeah. What am I supposed to do now? There's an instinct moment of scream at him, right. grab him. Yeah. Stu- you know, like stuff that is really not how I want to parent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah. and even other things that are just not acceptable right. in parenting. Right. So I just that leaves me with a supposedly right. a plethora of options. Right. But I go blank, and right. I'm like, how am I supposed? And then that blankness yeah. sits with me for yeah. days, where I'm like. How am I supposed yeah. to get him yeah. to listen and yeah. stop doing things yeah. that are like that? It's not I like know. don't fucking use your fork a certain way. I I, know. You know, these are like the big ones. Yes. Don't be a hitter. Listen when I say right. stop. Right. Right. And yeah. and I go blank. Mm-hmm. So that is my example. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah. I think like I mean, I have those with Oscar a fair amount. I think I, it's come up a lot more with Grace where she's pushing a boundary, not that same kind of boundary where she's hitting someone. Usually when my kids are doing stuff like that, I have to just get my, because my kids also are like, I have to physically intervene usually. Well, right, yeah, hold. And by that, I don't mean like, I don't mean hurting anybody. Just I have to move in between them and then like hold hands and talk or something. Right. But um, the way that I've been going blank a lot with Grace is like, she's pushing another type of boundary where she just, like, doesn't want to do something that she needs to be doing. Right. And she's she's just, refu- like, she's refusing. refusing. Like, for example, like, going to school sometimes. Sure, Like, yeah. she just does not want to go to school. And, I like, I totally get it. I don't think she's doing anything wrong. Like, I get it. But, like, I have, like, basically our, our interests are in direct conflict with one another. <laughs> like, we have come to this point where I need her to do something. She needs to not do it. Like, right. it's like, it's right. happening. And then I get to this point sometimes where I'm just like, and my blanketess immediately goes to this place of like, what would happen if I just walked away right now? Yeah. Like, I immediately yeah. just go yeah. to this thing of, I've tried everything I know how to try. Right. I, I can't try anymore. And then, but and as soon as I have that thought, then I think there's no one else here. Well, right. I have to do something. Like, it's up to me. Like, it's such a weird feeling to go like, okay, well, my my resources have been spent. (laughs) I I, and then you look around and it's like, yeah, I mean, sure. Like part you if you if you're parenting with a with a co-parenting partner, you can go to that person. But also they just having them start over from square one Mm. a lot of times doesn't really make sense. Like if you're. If you're just like, oh, I'm about to freak out, yeah, it's better to have somebody tag in. But like as far as just like I've I've done yeah, one, number 1, I've done number 2, right. I've done number 3, and I've done number 4, like there's nothing else to and then I just go, oh, I, I don't I really don't know. And like I will connect this in just to add a layer of like when stuff is going wrong at school, I will have teachers often like describe a scenario to me yeah. and then say like so like what you know what what works at home like what works at oh, home? See, and, then, and then it's <laughs> like, so amazing because I'll look at them and I'll just be like I don't know crying yeah like crying I, I don't know like <laughs> no I'm you're supposed- just you're totally describing like Something that, yes, I don't know what to, to do, do about. Yeah, like, I don't know what to do like, in this situation. I'm with you. There's that whole thing about, like, I can walk away because I find, like, like 
I would like to say, I think at a different time in our lives, Teresa, in doing this show, we might have praised ourselves uh-huh. for like, look how good we are taking a time out, not overreacting. Don't know what to do? Right. We're taking a pause. Yeah. Sometimes get, you don't know what to do. Sometimes you've got to give yourself the time to think about this. No, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. hear that being like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. actually a great thing. It is. That yeah. you're stopping. Yeah, yeah. But also, bullshit. Yeah, but because, also, I don't know what to do. But also, I still don't know what yeah. to do. And like, But I think about like the walk away. Yeah. And then the very next thing I am hit with is this guilt of how scary that must be for a child if I'm walking away from him. Right. right. Like, I know. Uh, and then I come back and we're just like. Looking at each other. Yeah. And I was like, like Hi, I can't still wait. Here. I'm yep, still, like, still here. Still, problem still here? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I so, love you. Can <laughs> we I know. Can we hug it out? Like, is that, will that work? Like, Could you just do you want some ice cream? <laughs> be, uh, uh, do everything that I need you to do? Because you're right. Yeah. This isn't like the minute bullshit let it go stuff. Yeah. Right? This is like big. Yeah. Big stuff. Yes. That like we have to like. Yes. Try. Our important for the people we're making. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, okay, this ties into that sort of like, well, what can you, like, as an outside person, well, what can't you just, like, let some stuff go? Or, like, yeah, whatever, yeah, right? yeah. You know? Oh, believe me. Oh, some stuff some... is being let go of. <laughs> I know. My <laughs> children, my my children are monsters and eat under the table every <laughs> night at dinner. And you know what? I'll give two fucking shits. I will pass those plates right under there like they are prisoners, <laughs> and I am passing it through a slot because I am like, are we going to get they, through they fucking dinner? fun. Great. And they're happy to Great. do it. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I don't care. Letting it go. Anyway, I mean, I guess they're not going to be at college eating under a fucking table at an interview. You know no, what I mean? Yeah. Or on a date with their yeah, first date. Yeah, Let's yeah. all cross our fingers. But I, some of this, like thinking about our past selves, I want to talk about that feeling of knowing that great pre-kid confidence. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that I'm going to handle such and such mm-hmm. like a certain way. Like if she does X. Mm-hmm. I am going to do why. Well, I'll just do. I'm going to do why. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh, look at that scenario yeah. with those people. Yeah. Uh, if they just did X and Y, yeah. they would, everything would be fine. Yeah. And that that has also been super disappointing. And I almost feel like a friend is gone. Like, mm-hmm. because there is like, there was this weird confidence of like, well, when my kid starts lying, I'm going to do this. Or when yeah. my kid yeah. refuses to do something, we're going to talk it out. We're going right. to be super rational. It's going right. to be great. Yeah. Like, whatever the like fantasy issue is, yeah. our fantasy solution, like the stark reality that all of that was in fact a fantasy. Yeah, is is horrible. It's that a horrible so pill. Yeah. to cram down your throat. It really is. And what's worse is the sort of last thing that I want to talk about, which is there also used to be some comfort in seeing. I because this again, it's a new thing that I find myself emotionally and mentally going through. There would be a time where I'm like struggling with something with Katie Bell or Ellis that mm-hmm. I think is a problem in our house. Mm-hmm. Right. That I'm like, this is a problem. We're really working on this, like mm-hmm. hitting or like not sleeping or like whatever it is, eating under the table, lying, whatever, <laughs> right. hitting in the middle of the night. Wake up. <laughs> right. Whatever. So like, I think these are our problems. Mm-hmm. And then you hear friends talk to you mm-hmm. and or you see their kids or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And they describe problems and they're nothing like my problems. Right. And there was a time I could enjoy the comfort of saying in my own head. Yeah. At least my kids don't do don't that because yeah. I wouldn't know what to do with that. Right. So I, you know, like it's like the evil you know, right? The evil whatever. you know, yeah. right? So like, and it's not a negative thing. Like at least my kids don't. Yeah, yeah. Do it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just like I'm so thankful my kids don't. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing that's that. Another, oh, I I don't so want to take for granted that, that my kids, my kids aren't, aren't doing, doing that. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. great. But again, that security blanket mm-hmm. I feel has just been slowly pulled mm-hmm. off of my brain uh-huh. and I now think yeah. my brain now goes to when I see somebody say oh my kid is doing X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. I no longer think well at least we don't have to deal with that I think when are we going to have to deal with that mm. like that's going to happen and what's even more terrifying is I'm listening to you mm-hmm. I don't even know what I would do in your situation mm-hmm. and now I'm just left with the impending doom that eventually 
I'm gonna, that could be a thing I'm dealing that with. That actually seems very smart to me. Like, you my brain that... is not doing that. Oh, my, my brain's I'm already still like, just fully... get ready. No, I'm still <laughs> fully in the, like, I can only deal with the craziness that is right in front of me. Yeah. And anything else I see going on in other families right. or situations, it's like a safety I'm just like, zone of I'm not like, your life. Oh, see, I'm doing fine. I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> and it's like it's total bullshit. Right. But it's like I I need that like reassurance somehow. Yeah. Or I see, need I know. some small win. Like and that is it's going. a reassurance. It's yeah. a win. And like and I find this is more true of the Katie Bell age, like this eight nine year old range. Where the problems are becoming like more emotional, more social, more mm-hmm. like these like really fine lines of like, you know, well, at least my kid's not doing this mm-hmm. when it comes to homework or study habits or yeah. talking to teachers or not talking or socially or pushing kids, like whatever. And I really do think, well, it just any minute that could be her. Yeah. Or maybe it is her and I just don't even know it yet. Like yeah. she's going to turn around and drop this thing on me and I'm going to be like what because like there's a physical you know a lot of what I'm dealing with with Ellis is like so physical Mm -hmm. and so like you must stop for your safety Mm -hmm. and with Katie Bell there's so many like fine lines of just like well why can't I do this thing Mm -hmm. why can't I Oh, and like making you second guess yourself kind of a little bit it's like well you know what I really yeah this is part of it's because it's how I feel uh-huh. we should all be, yeah. right? And another part is if, you know, if you can do this thing the way we're asking you to do it with this example, then when these other problems come up or you're out in the world, I'll know that, like, you'll, you've got the information to handle it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's just, like, all yeah. this weird, like, second guessing that goes along with the blanking. So there's blanking, mm-hmm. and then there's, as they get older for me, I'm having the problem of, well, is that worth it? Mm. Right? Yeah. So I don't, regardless, I just feel like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. You're making me think about, like, with the older kids, I think there's also, like, a, a like an area that's ripe for second-guessing yourself yeah. is the fact that, like, they are away from us so much more and getting in and having these interactions that we may never see, see or hear about. Correct. And they're in other people's houses and they're having experiences at school. And like, there's so much that's like influencing them. And like, we can start to sort of begin to trust their judgment right. about what's appropriate. And so if they think something's appropriate, there's this part of us that's like, well, if she she's the one that's in that situation, right. she probably knows better. But then you're like, oh, but she's eight. Like she, she doesn't probably understand. Has all... no idea. Right. Like, what, you know. And so yeah, there's a lot more going into yeah. that. Ooh. And I don't want to say that like that fall back on that whole little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. Right, right. They're all fucking problems. Oh yeah. And it's totally. just like, but again, it <laughs> it goes back to that thing we talked about where it's like surprise. Yeah. There's a whole new box full of stuff you never thought you needed to navigate or think about. Yeah. And I don't know why it, it keeps being so surprising. Yeah. Like, there's almost a sadness to it now. Where I'm like, yeah. why is that such a surprise? Yeah. Why didn't I think that was obviously going to be a thing that was going to come through my house? Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Totally. And, like, I need I need us to take away from this that it's okay that we don't know what we're doing. It has to be. And that, that's the reality that we're living in. Yeah. Like we can't Who can know all that. the right yeah. answers? Yeah. Given that you are, like, the science of just different personalities yeah. cannot equate to you being able to know the right thing to do yeah. for the people that surround you. Do you ever, like, I find, I've found myself a few times in these situations, especially with Grace, where I will actually... When I really don't know what to do, I will just talk through with her mm. how, like, the ways in which I don't, like, I'll be like, yeah. okay, like, we're faced with a problem here. Yeah. Because you want this, and I want that. And the reason I need you to do this, and I basically am just, like, talk, like, I'm hoping something will stick, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. Kinda, like, and then, like, sometimes I'm like, let's problem solve this together, which, like, can sometimes lead somewhere. Sure. But do you ever, like... No, we do the problem solving. Like, we try. I've, I've done that thing, too. But usually mine doesn't sound that mature. Mine's usually like, hey, about what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do, Ellis? 
I'm trying to figure this out. We have to like, you can't have garbage before dinner. <laughs> yeah. You have, I know that you're yeah. crying and you're throwing things. Yeah. And I, I, I can't even fix dinner because this is such an absorbing problem. And I can't walk away from you per se in this because you're yeah. so sad. And yeah. like, what do you want me? Yeah. How, How do we do we this? On from because here? I can't yeah. give you this. Yeah. And you but I also because yeah. like Katie Bell's like calling bullshit on a lot of stuff on me right now. Yeah, She's like, yeah. why is it that we let Ellis do such and such even mm. after you've, you know, and I'm like, yeah, well, it's a really good fucking question. Yeah. I'm really trying to decide yeah. when it's OK to change my mind uh-huh. and when it's OK to make sure that it doesn't feel like we're rewarding him right. for bad behavior. Right, and I right, said, like, right. Katie Bell. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not always sure I'm right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Someone would say, see, it's good for your kids to, to see, see you not know the answer all the time. Who are these people? I, but but that doesn't make me feel, I, I totally get all of these things that we're talking about. Yeah. From an outside perspective, I can see a validity to like taking the time. Mm-hmm. Also, the benefit of walking your child through it. Yeah. Also, your children seeing you not be perfect and have all the answers. Yeah. Great. That doesn't change the feeling of just like of being this fraud. Yeah. Of like being totally. like and well, how like I, alone sometimes with like, that. Yeah. There's yeah. an alone because you like, said like at the beginning like you're dealing with a situation and you turn around and there's no one there. Yeah. And even if you are in a relationship yeah. or even if you have a whole fucking village, rarely is everybody there at the same time. Yeah. So much of it, whoever it is having that moment with that child, yeah. 90% chance you're probably by yourself. Yeah. And there's no one to, yeah. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. Yay. Yay! Parenting! <laughs> How about this? How about today? Uh, this was just all about uh, reminding everybody that you're not alone because we all feel this way. Yep. I hope. One Bad Mother is supported in part by BarkBox, a monthly package of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme for dogs. Oh my God, you guys, this is so cute. It makes me feel so much better about my <laughs> poor neglected dogs. Um, so every month, BarkBox picks the best all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. With which is so great. I mean, so helpful. If your dog doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox will just send you something that they will love for free. And it's just so nice to introduce, you know, new little things into the house that every dog loves, like a new little toy or a different kind of treat that they've never had before. One Bad Mother listeners can get a free extra month of BarkBox when you sign up for a 6- or 12-month plan. Just visit BarkBox.com slash badmother when you subscribe. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So the spell has been broken. (laughs) I allowed my children to paint stuff using paints that we've had (laughs) since Grace was a baby, I think. (laughs) And now we've done it twice. Yeah. And I fully realize that my kids are six and four. They're barely even toddlers anymore. Yeah. But it was really fun, and they were so happy, and it wasn't actually that bad mess-wise. So Good job. Yeah, I feel really good about it. I'm so... that Really good. Yeah, thanks. Good job. Thank you. I, again, long to-do list, 
Katie Bell had changed her mind on her Halloween costume a couple of times, and she was totally satisfied with being a cat with some ears that she had found around the house, as well as my old witch costume in which she was going to be a Dementor, walk around the neighborhood with my witch cape all over her face and stuff. I was like, great. So we don't have to do this costume that you've been talking about for two months in mm-hmm. which you were going to be a bookworm, mm-hmm. and there was going to be like a book. You are like, be inside of a book, right? So I was like, great. Great. Friday night, mm. Stephen and I are at the table. We're kind of talking through, like, everything has to be on the weekend. I'm like, oh, I'm going to finish her vocabulary hat. I'll just let that sit with you people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to finish the treats for the classroom. Blah, 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 blah. And Katie Bell goes, oh, and my bookworm costume. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you mm-hmm. talking about? I said, oh, all right. But again, again, <laughs> I've been so swept up mm-hmm. in this, like, I'm just knocking shit off my list, and it's Halloween, and you know what? I think I could do this. Okay. And I had all the supplies because she had changed her mind after I had bought all oh. the poster board for uh-huh. this. Anyway, guys, I am not an artist. I was never an artist. I never did arty things as a kid, but somehow as a parent and volunteering, my inner artist has come out, and wow. I have to say, I made a fucking book cover for her mm-hmm. to wear, and it looks like the cover of a Nancy Drew book, and it says, A Katie Bell Case... The mystery of the last minute Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. And there's a fucking table on the out in that, you know, dark, grassy field. Mm-hmm. And it's got like cat ears on it, a witch hat, pirate sword, shit like that. And it's fucking beautiful, guys. That's so great. It really, it was like good one of those job. things where I stand back and I'm like, I feel so good about what I've just That's created. That's so great. I really, wow. It was really all about me. Good job. I babe. really love it, guys. That's I will so cool. post it on the board. Good. Good morning, One Bed Mother. I am calling with a genius. I teach an early morning yoga class once or twice a week, and it's very early. But this morning, I got up a little bit earlier than I had to, and I got out of the house really fast, and I was able to sit with my coffee by the lake for about 15 minutes of quiet, beautiful, early morning sunrise nature time. And it was pretty fucking awesome. So I feel like a genius. I think it really set me up for a good day. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. So thanks for the show. You're all doing a great job. Bye. Okay. That's Let me tell amazing. you why I have picked this call. We yeah. actually get quite a few calls of these. Just, oh, I got an extra 10 minutes, an extra 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and I did this. Or my babysitter... My meeting got canceled and I had the babysitter and I spent the day. And I don't play them a lot because, you know, they're, we, we, we've got other things to talk about genius-wise. But I felt like it was important to play a call like this again because I felt like we all needed a reminder. Mm-hmm. We that all, this could even that happen. this could happen. Yeah. And that it is a genius mm-hmm. when we allow ourselves that 10 minute, that 15 minutes, that 20 minutes and... And what I like is that she, you know, she went and she sat somewhere that she liked that made her feel good Mm -hmm. and drank that coffee in quiet. And like, these are little wins. And, and yeah, we should be striving for the really big self cares. But sometimes this is what we're going to get and recognizing it and embracing it and letting it be a positive thing in your day. I really like that especially because I'm struggling so hard finding those moments that like I needed to put that on there to remind all of us little things, little wins, guys, little wins, little moments. Love it. Really could help. Yes. (laughs) So good job doing that. Really good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Oh, I have a baby sleep fail, which I thought I wouldn't have again because I got so overconfident about how good I am at dealing with babies. (laughs) Um, So my baby goes to bed for the night and like sleeps like an eight hour stretch or something Mm -hmm. every night. Sure. Because that's what he does. And it's great. great. It's like the best. Go Curtis. Um, Yeah. But like the other night, um, I I had given him some like uh, whole plain yogurt, like pretty close to bedtime or something. And so he was pretty full. So he didn't like nurse as much as he normally would at bedtime. And I was like feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Like by the time I was getting the other kids to bed and getting myself to bed, I was like a little uncomfortable to the point where I was like, oh, I might need to pump. But then I was like, 
I don't want to pump. Fucking hate pumping. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to give him a dream feed. That's a thing. Sure. You can do that. They, I'm sure he'll just wake up and nurse. Enjoy nursing. And then he'll go back to sleep and it'll be great. <laughs> and this is like a, totally a result of yeah. me just being like, he's he's great at he's night. He's great it's at no all problem. Time. Yeah. It's always fine. Yeah. It's always fine. He exactly. can totally handle this sure. random wake up that never <laughs> usually happens. What was I thinking? <laughs> oh my God. So I got him up at like 10 or something. He'd been asleep for like three hours or something like that. And he wasn't that hungry still. Mm. So he didn't like nurse that much, but he was awake. Yeah, wide awake. And I had to try like three times to get him back to bed. And my other kids were asleep by now. And I just wanted to be done. Like I'd spent, yeah. as you do with three kids, I'd spent the whole okay. evening getting kids off to bed. <laughs> That's right. And so here I was <laughs> inviting myself into yet another yeah getting someone off to bed scenario that lasted like an hour or something. And I was so pissed off at myself. And just as like a bonus for the next two nights, he woke up at that time. Oh, are we getting up? Just to be like, oh, remember you got me up that time at this time. So now I'm going to wake up and bother you. Um, And then whatever. It was just so, just remind me never to do that. Just don't try and take care of your children or your own needs. Yeah, thanks. Why would you do that? So, oh, I was so pleased with myself, given how much I have going on, that, like, at the beginning of October, I was like, I remember that my sister's birthday is two days before Halloween, and then two weeks before, but two weeks before her birthday, I thought, ah, I'm such a genius, because I remembered again, and I'm going to go buy her, I'm not even going to, like, Amazon those presents or try and come up, but I know exactly what I want to get her, and, like, I went and I got her this lovely collection of, like, paper stuff, because she likes paper stuff, mm-hmm. and I sent it out to get to her on her birthday. Mm-hmm. Great. But her actual birthday? I just, like, I had even texted her about something, and then, like, oh, so 30 on her, on birthday, her actual birthday, I yeah. forgot to wait. I mean, like, I remembered at, like, eight, like 7 o'clock yeah. at night, and yeah. uh, she was out at a show, so, like, we left messages and stuff, but I was like, yeah. now, come on. Yeah. I've been so good yeah. about remembering the birthdays. Yeah. And then I don't, like, I even, I, I, it's the assholey. Well, I've already texted you about something totally different. Yeah. But I didn't say happy fucking yeah, birthday. Yeah, but don't worry. I, I knew. I, I just, mean, I knew. No, I, I, I just was yeah, like, no, I just, just yeah. failed that. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Oh, that sucks. Ugh. Hi, I'm calling with a school-related fail. So my daughter just started going to kindergarten. Um, first day of school, sent her with a packed lunch. And um, she didn't finish all of her sandwich. And so she told me, well, I didn't finish it, so I just threw the rest away. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, you know, just next time, if you don't finish it, you can save some of it, you know, so you don't waste food. So, you know, next time, don't throw it away. If you don't finish it, just put it back in the bag. And, and she said, well, the teacher said, if we don't finish it, then we have to throw it away. I was like, well, but I'm telling you, you can put it back. So that's what you should do. Okay. Great. So my child listened. Great. Day two of kindergarten, go to school, packed lunch. Everything's great. One of the things in her lunch is a yogurt, just standard yogurt from the grocery store. Peel off the foil top, which cannot be put back on. So uh, today, pick up my child from school, come home in the kitchen, opening up the lunchbox. It is covered. The entire surface of the lunchbox inside is just strawberry yogurt. Um, so my child did a great job listening to exactly what I said, which was, if you don't finish something, don't listen to the teacher, listen to your mother, which is me, and put it back in the lunchbox, <laughs> which she did. Um, so I cleaned it up and I, uh, clarified and hopefully we'll be able to let, tell the difference between what should you put back in the lunchbox and what should you actually just throw away. So anyway, uh, my kid is doing a great job listening to me. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's it. Bye. Well, I, yeah, it's fucking disgusting. I think I had that exact same thing last yeah. year. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think so. There is, I will say, there is a moment when like fails come on, and I'm like, have we played this before, yeah. or is this oh, just, just my life? It. Lived it over and over again. <laughs> well, you're doing a horrible job. Yep. Thinking you know what's best. <laughs> That's just setting you up for the rest of your life. Not second-guessing yourself forever. Well, you're doing a horrible job. Fail, fail, fail. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I 
Support for One Bad Mother comes in part from Mac and Mia, offering parents an easy way to accentuate their children's wardrobes with curated items of style and quality. High-quality clothing from a wide variety of boutique brands from around the globe in sizes newborn to 6T. You guys, this is really great. As it turns out, I got kind of like overly confident a few years back thinking that we wouldn't have a third child and got rid of so many baby clothes. Um, So we haven't had everything that we need for baby Curtis, and I'm super excited about receiving some things from Mac and Mia because I can't go shopping. You pay an upfront styling fee of $20. You don't pay another dime until after you receive your shipment. Send back what you don't wish to keep in a prepaid UPS envelope. Shipping is free both ways. This is not a subscription service, and there is no commitment. You request a box only when you're ready. Learn more at macandmia.com slash mother. That's M-A-C-A-N-D-M-I-A dot com slash mother. Teresa. Yes. Let's call someone today. Hey. All right. (laughs) This week, we are calling James Patterson, guys. I'm pretty excited about this. James Patterson holds the Guinness World Record for the most number one New York Times bestsellers, including the Alex Cross Detective series that got me hooked into gobbling up series. And his books have sold more than 350 uh, million copies worldwide. A tireless champion of the power of books and reading, Patterson has created a new children's book imprint, Jimmy Patterson, whose mission is simple. We want every kid... Uh, who finishes a Jimmy book to say, please give me another book. Let's get reading going, everybody. Welcome, James Patterson. Hey, yay. Yay. You're here. I'm here. It's good. (laughs) We're all here. Uh, Before we get into uh, our love of reading and getting kids to love reading as much as we love reading, we're going to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? Who lives in our house? Okay. Uh, my <laughs> wife, Sue, is here, and we just co-wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Um, Sue's mother is here frequently. She's 96 and still driving and doing the Times crossword puzzle. <laughs> uh, our cat, Red Boy, our turtle, Turts, and our 19-year-old, who's up at one of the Ivy League schools, is back and forth. So he's here quite a bit. Okay. Jack. A turtle. Here's my question. Did the, was the turtle, like, a surprise, turtles live a long time, and you've had this turtle since your, your son was very young? Or were you guys like, you know what? We need a turtle. Let's, this is a No, new- it was uh, my wife found turtles on the lawn one day. He was about the size of a dime, and she brought him in. I don't know why, but she brought him in, and he's been here ever since. He's oh. about, he's at least... 12. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Quite big, quite large now. There's a 90% chance it's going to outlive all of us, like, a really long time. Yeah, I would hope so. Generational turtle. (laughs) Behold. We've actually given all of our, everything goes to turds. (laughs) Jack is is upset. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's get in uh, to to reading. I'm going to say it's pretty safe for any of us who were adult readers of your adult-geared books, uh, mainly detective uh, novels, things like that have no problem uh, you have you've had no problem getting us to read and stay interested but over the last few years you've launched Jimmy Patterson and it's really geared towards younger readers and I wanted you to sort of tell us what Jimmy Patterson is all about and what led you to start it well I think you said it it's it's that when a kid finishes the Jimmy book they'll say please give me another book as opposed to what millions of kids say which is I've never read a book I liked yeah um, so, so, and I think one of the important things is to tell them a story, keep telling them stories. And, and kids, we all like stories. And unfortunately, some of the gatekeepers don't seem to think that stories are important as they are, but it's, they're crucial. I have a, a, a show now on PBS, and, and um, it's called Kids Stew, and it's about literally making sure that kids, that we teach them, but we teach them with a lot of entertainment, a lot of fun, and a lot of joy. So all the books that I do uh, through Jimmy are, you know, Middle School, The Worst Years of My Life, which is also yeah. a movie. It's all about, you know, how difficult middle school can be, but with really a sense of humor. There's a book that some people get afraid of because of the title, Potty Mouth and Stupid. <laughs> but it's, it's great because it's all about word bullying. 
Yeah. And it's about these two boys to get these terrible nicknames when they're like four years old. And when they're 12, they still have those nicknames. And it's how damaging that can be, but done with a lot of humor. And it really, it's, it's a really, it, what happens is really surprising. Well, I, I have to say that like uh, my, whether it's appropriate or not, my eight-year-old daughter is my screener for a number of books that come in. And I, she, she really liked Potty Mouth and Stupid a lot, uh, the weather and whether or not I like to consider it prep work as opposed to maybe your kid's not ready to read some books. <laughs> but yeah, she, oh, no, 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 no. All my books, they're all, they're, oh, not yeah, easy. No, they're great. They're, there's always something to think about. Yeah. You know, the latest thing, I did a book with my wife. It's, it's called Big Words for Little Geniuses. Oh, yes. Now, hold on. I've got questions specifically okay, about that okay. book. We are going to get in to that okay. and the thank you book in a second. But before we do, you're, you mentioned something, and I kind of want to get onto that a little bit more. We, you, sure. You sort of mentioned gatekeepers. And I think if, if you're not a person who was raised just with, like, books being, you know, sleeping on top of books— I think there can be a fear of like, what is a good book and what is a bad book and what should my kids be reading and should they not be reading? And you sort of have this mantra of like, read, 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 read. And I, I Yeah, that's kind of what it is, I think. You know, unfortunately, a lot of schools can't afford to do this. Right. But these programs that sometimes they'll have in third and fourth grade where everybody reads, you know, about 20 books a month or something or 10 or, and they have a pizza par- party, that always works. Unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of schools don't have enough books in the library and nobody can afford to do the pizza. But, but if you get them to read a lot, most kids will become competent readers. And that's just so key because, you know, if they're bright kids anyway, you want them to read more broadly. And, and then if they're having trouble with school, you've got to get them up to be competent. We just um, signed on to do a thing with the University of Florida. They have a great program that they've been testing up in the Gainesville area. And right now, the, the kids reading at grade level in Florida is 42%. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do is move it up in the whole state, up over 80%. And that will be just a, just a joyful thing to do. You get 80% and 85% of the kids in the state reading at grade level. Well, let's talk about your two latest books, which are geared towards the younger set. Uh, yep. So I've got a three-year-old and an eight-year-old, like I said, and uh, both were actually very entranced by Give Thank You a Try and Big Words for Little Geniuses, which are the two new books. I want to first off talk about Give Thank You a Try, which I have to say is so charming, and it was not at all what I was expecting. I, I was really, when I saw the title, I sat down with the kids to read it, and I was expecting another book where it's sort of page after page of a kid not saying thank you and being corrected. But it's mm-hmm. instead this collection of what seems like memories by various illustrators and these moments where the concept of being thankful was much more the point of of what was happening like from yeah it's just a series of very positive very nicely drawn all uh, and we do we have a different illustrator for almost everyone a couple of them did 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 too the earlier book was give give please a chance yeah and it, it, I, to me it would be nice if we had more of a nation of please and thank you kids <laughs> it's just a nice thing to do because more than anything it's not, not about being old fashioned it's about recognizing that there's another person on on the other side of that, you know, whatever you're getting, that and you and you acknowledge that person. Well, you that's what that person. Thank you. That's that's nice. That's nice that you thought of me. That you that you gave me something to eat, or gave me a dessert, or gave me uh, you know your your love. Uh, you know. Well, right, but I think that's what's also nice about the book is it's not scolding people. It's really just showing you examples of how. These like there's one of my favorite ones is is one where the kid is thanking the nightlights in all of these different places uh-huh, in the uh-huh, house. Uh-huh. And like so he's not thinking somebody specific, but we all know that that nightlight was put there by someone. You know what I mean? Like right. there's it's a real it's mm-hmm. more about like you said, the experience of being thankful and being you know, acknowledging uh, the people in your lives, whoever they are. Uh, well, I would encourage people that are listening, go, you can go online or you can go in the stores and just leaf through these things. And yeah. I think, and, and that's something rather than necessarily people, sometimes they buy these, these books just because of the title or because somebody pitched it that's running a TV show or something. <laughs> but look through the books and, 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 and just see if, if you think the book is, 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 is wonderful. 
and something that you, that your kids will really love and want to, you know, read again and again and again, you know. Yeah, so the next one that you uh, just came out with is Big Words for Little Geniuses, which, again, yeah. I'm not sure what I was thinking this was going to be about, but there I was, <laughs> sinking into the beanbag with, you know, the three-year-old sprawled across and my daughter over my shoulder trying to pronounce words like Lilliputian, gobbledygook, and I am so uh-huh. sorry, but I'm about to try and ruin this. Dulcifluous. <laughs> I would try to do the first one. The I, name, know. I still can't do that. It's one. really My hard. My wife can do it. The, what? Um, just for for people who haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, Which is also beautifully illustrated by your genius. wife. By the way. Yes. The yes. joint and, effort and by you guys. It was her idea. She she's the prime mover on that. I I helped some, but but the notion is it's it, oh, look we all think our kids are little geniuses, <laughs> and you know what? If we help them, they can all kind of get there. You know, you think about back to Einstein, we're using about, you know, 1% of our brains. Well, if we can get up to like 2%, you know, we're all little geniuses, actually. But 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 it's about, uh, you know, teaching kids at an early age, one, to love books, because it's really a fun book. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful book. Yeah, it is. And, 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 and to kind of get them in love with words. It's an alphabet book. You know, yeah, B, no, it is. Yeah. No, B isn't for bats, it's for bibliomania. Right. And C isn't for cats, it's for catawampus. <laughs> and, uh, you know, D isn't for dogs, it's for dosyphilis. Yes. Uh, and we, we define everything, you know, yeah. bibliomanias are, are, you know, people who really love to buy or to, to have books. And catawampus is sort of when you have things diagonally. Uh, we have kerfluffle, mm-hmm. just kind of a fuss. Uh, Lily Pushin, which is, if people remember from uh, Gulliver's Travels, or if they don't, that's a really, really tiny, diminutive kind of people. One of the kids famous is, is Tukas. Yeah, Tukas. The, yeah. the buttocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's our T word. So it's really fun and different, and it is, it is a gorgeous one. It's also, I mean, I think really cool for like, uh, you know, when you go to baby showers. Because uh, there's a sense of humor when you, you, you it really brings the thing about oh my god I'm going to have kid or I'm going to have more kids or whatever, and and the and a different kind of of ABC book for them. Well, it's not, I really like anything out there that really makes it fun as the parent. To read it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's so important. If we want our kids to be readers, we have to enjoy reading to our kids. And oh, like, yeah. This, it's, it's a really fun, it's visually nice, and it's also really fun to get tongue-tied. Uh, uh-huh. And your kids uh-huh. enjoy you not being kids, able to, yeah. Yeah, to do oh, it. Oh, listen, you know how kids, they love it when, when, when we're goofing up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they um, live for it. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go back and forth and everybody can be laughing. So... Uh, the last thing I was going to want to talk about, you've got such a, a dynamic range in terms of, of writing from the adult books to middle school books to kid books. And I was wondering, have you, is there one that you sort of enjoy more or do you ever have a problem sort of changing gears? Like I have no problem ch- changing gears because one of the things with the kids' books, you know, Alex Cross and some of those books, you really can't be too funny because it, no. it just isn't appropriate no. <laughs> because some of the stuff that's going on in those books. But I love, to, I love to laugh. I love to tell jokes. And with the kids' books, uh, most of them are pretty humorous. Um, you know, I Funny is a series about a little kid who wants to be a stand-up comedian. You know, so it allows me to, to be humorous, and, and so I love it. And that's I think my passion more is with the kids' books because it's just so important that we get kids reading. Well, uh, and, get, and getting them loving it. Yeah, no, I, this, this, your, this is your choir today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm my own choir there, thank God. That's right. And, and Jack, our, our little boy. I mean, you know, well, he's not a little boy anymore. Say. But when Jack was <laughs> eight, he was not a big reader. He's a mm. bright kid, but he wasn't a big reader. And that summer, we just said, you're going to read every day. And he said, well, do I have to? And we said, yeah, unless you want to live in the garage. <laughs> um, but, 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 we went out and got him, you know, 10 to 12 books. And, and we were very careful that there were books we thought he would really love. And yeah. they ranged from from Percy Jackson mm. to A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, yeah. And by the end of the summer, he'd read a dozen books, and he liked all of them. And ultimately, you know, this won't happen with every kid, but when he took his SATs, he got an 800 in reading. <laughs> so, I mean, there, so there's like what, ha- what can happen, you know, or, or in some cases, it may be just a kid just turns on and they, and they get through high school. Excellent. Yeah. Even more important. I also think there's a real benefit. We've talked about this with various authors and librarians who come on the show where there's just like sometimes with a book, 
it's the thing that allows a kid to work through something that uh-huh. we might not be able to help them work through. And mm-hmm. it like books can be a real gift, not just in, in, you know, getting more competent in the actual act of reading, but in like experiencing situations and things that might be limited to us uh, in the world. So I, you know, hooray for books. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, that's absolutely right about the you know having kids work through stuff. As I said that you know the word bullying thing obviously yeah. is one of those. Exactly. Middle school, you know, the worst years of my life. I mean, it it's it's one day it's the worst, one day it's the best. But I think everybody runs through that. Oh my God! Yeah, there were certain days that were just horrifying, and yeah. and, and learning to laugh at that stuff or give it a little bit of perspective. You know, is is really it's it's important for kids. That's right. Not feeling so alone. Well, James Patterson, thank you so much for joining us. We're gonna oh, you're uh, link everybody up to where they can take a look at Give Thank You a Try and Big Words for Little Geniuses, as well as yeah, all I, that's the. A, I think books. that's a really cool thing. Whether whether you buy in yeah. stores, which is great, or or online, take a peek through some of these books because that's that's how you really can tell that you know. And, and as you said, it's it's really great if if the parents and the kids are going to really, you know, have a lot of fun with the book. Yeah, exactly. These are And these two are really nice and lovely. And you can go to, we'll link everybody up to jamespatterson.com for more of his adult stuff, as well as jimmypatterson.org, where you can see, which is, by the way, uh, it's, it's a great site. And uh, we're also going to link people up. We didn't get a chance to talk about it to uh, your uh, charity work with Re- Read Kiddo Read. Read Kiddo Read. Where, yeah. where you've got an amazing breakdown of, like, book recommendations by age and interest. And so, again, thank you so much for joining Thank you. And uh, thank you so much. You guys are bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Only in the attitude. (laughs) All right. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey there, folks. I'm writer and performer Dave Holmes, and I host International Waters, where we pair a team of comedians in L.A. against a team of comedians in London in a pop culture trivia battle royale. Comedians like David Morgan. There's a magazine in the U.K. called Gay Times, and they do a naked issue. And for some reason, they asked me to do it, and I did. And my mum ended up buying a picture of me naked in a charity auction. Um, (laughs) Ophira Eisenberg. And so in the middle of the night, we took a push mower and mowed people's lawns and then <laughs> left messages on their windows in soap that said things like, the midnight mowers strike again, your ass is grass. And many more. Join us every other week on International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Chaotic Bro. Natural Jaeger. Picosby. Mount Armis. The USS Entrepreneur. Dustbuster Club. Drunk Shimoda. What are we talking about? Some of the many delightful nonsenses that are now important running gags in the Star Trek podcast we still can't believe we're actually making. The Greatest Generation is a show that is reviewing Star Trek The Next Generation episode by episode, but it's much sillier and has more fart jokes than that makes it sound. Our reputations may never recover. You can get our show at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. I, I, you know, here's the thing about James Patterson, which I, is so pleasing to me. I grew up, I, you know, I was probably in my like late teens, early 20s when I started picking up his Alex Cross series, which is pretty dark and pretty violent and really great. I really love Alex Cross, this character. And I read all these books. And it, but it was very easy for me to only sort of see James Patterson. Like, I only kind of knew him as this author of the series that I really liked. And then uh, a couple of years ago at the L.A. Book Fair, I saw him speaking, and I just had no idea how passionate he was about reading and getting kids to read. And, like, I just really wound up liking him so much more as, like, a you know, I, I mean, it's—I just—I like somebody with passion— and who's able to take action on on executing that passion. And these books are so sweet. The kids' books, the these two young kids' books are really great. And Katie Bell has been gobbling up the middle school books, even though she's not in middle school yet. But again, prep work. 
prep work. <laughs> oh, you know what's also fun to do with you, Teresa? <laughs> that is, listen to a mom have a breakdown. This is all rant. I'm having a rant because my husband has Crohn's disease and we have a three-year-old. And it's just really hard when he is in a flare and I'm the one doing everything. And we had to cancel our plans tonight. We were going to go to our hometown where our family is and where we have babysitters (laughs) that could watch our three-year-old so he and I could go out on a date and have some fun. But... He's not feeling well. We don't get to do that. So <sighs> I just wanted to let it out. So thanks for being there for us. And <sighs> everyone's doing a great job. And I love your show. Bye. Oh, okay. It's so hard. It's hard. Oh, and God. First off, you're doing a really good job. Yeah, you are. You really are. There's sort of like two things that this like brought up for me when I heard this call. The first one feels like it should be the bigger one, but it's actually the smaller one. <laughs> and that is when we are in partnered relationships, there's no like it's not all the Brady Bunch all the time. We, we, we are human beings with illness, with all kinds of things. And that really adds a layer of like, unpredictability to the family dynamic. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just as it's just as impactful as somebody with a work schedule that takes them away all the time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it, it is that's a lot for you. It's a lot for your partner. It it's just that's that's hard. But I don't think that's necessarily what the focus of this rant is. And it's definitely not the thing that I connect with when I hear you talking. I don't think, I don't know why this just clarified for me uh, in a way that it hadn't before. It's the disappointment of things not working out Mm -hmm. the way we want them to work out when we have an expectation. And I'm talking specifically about the expectation of having self-care or a nice moment. And we can be going through all the daily like the work of it, the like uh, unpredictability of all these other things that we juggle and we balance and we get through without losing our minds. And then something happens that's out of our control and we're not mad at the thing that happened that's out of our control. We are sad and disappointed by the thing we don't get to do. And I don't think we pay that enough respect. Like, I will just share this very ugly moment that I had this weekend where... Ellis currently is so needy of me that I cannot take a shower, even when everyone is home, without the door cracked. Okay, without it just being like this really over-the-top sort of thing that's happening, which is more draining for me to deal with than just cracking the fucking door. Mm. But it's still my time in the fucking shower, Mm -hmm. okay? I need this 10 minutes Mm -hmm. of shower time. And kids are watching TV. Stefan's home. I go in to take my shower, and suddenly Ellis is by the door, and he's trying to talk to me, but I can't hear him because the shower's going. I can't tell if he's upset, but there's no one stepping in to help him, and he won't open that. I'm like, open the door so I can hear you, and like, he won't, and like, I'm like, Katie Bell, Stefan, I'm like, calling for them. Neither are coming, and like, <laughs> Katie Bell eventually should. And by this point in time, I'm like, I am like, angry rage. I am like, actually mm-hmm. in a rage. Mm-hmm. Stefan had gone out to like, do something in the yard real quick, and like, during that time, right, it's always I had like lost that. every yeah. I had lost right. this thing that yeah. was so insignificant and small, yeah. but I needed. Yeah, I wasn't mad at Stefan, and I wasn't mad at the kids. Right, it was I cannot complete this thing that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. like a rage, guys, mm-hmm. like a crazy rage. Like I thought this is one of those things that my kids are going to remember mm. and be like, "Mom was a lunatic." Mm-hmm. But listening to you talk about this, this like why you're ranting, mm-hmm. it's that same thing. It's that we were going to go visit family. We were going to have some times for ourselves. It was this nice thing. I'm not mad at all these different circumstances, mm-hmm. 
I am really disappointed. Yeah. No, I'm I'm totally with you. I'm also just thinking about how we get to this place where we're so depleted because yeah. there isn't enough self-care. And it's not our fault. No. It's not anyone's fault. No, it's exactly. just that there isn't enough of it. And so that builds and that's painful. Yeah. And that's and then sometimes you're just looking for that shower or that night out or that moment with your family where you feel like you have a village for once. Right. Or like, you know, you're looking for that moment and then like to have that like taken right out from under you is that that I would probably go to a real dark place yeah. in that moment. So that's really real. Yeah. So I, I just want to say thank you for sharing this with us. You know, again, in no way do I get a sense that like, I mean, you're doing such a good job because in no yeah. nowhere do I hear like, fuck all the circumstances. No, no, no. This is all about like, oh, it's just so I hard. I just wanted this thing and it's really yeah. disappointing. Yeah. And again, I don't think we give... That disappointment, the respect it deserves sometimes to just be like, I'm really bummed out that we didn't get to do this thing. And we'll do it again sometime and we'll make out, you know, but like, ugh. Totally. So you're doing an amazing job. Your partner's doing an amazing job. Your three-year-old's doing an amazing job. It's a lot. And I'm really sorry that you didn't get to have the weekend that you were looking for. I, I'm really sorry Me that too. you didn't. Teresa, what did we learn today? <laughs> <laughs> we have learned that we don't know what we're doing, mm-hmm. and we have publicly admitted it. Yep. And we have learned that we are not alone in that, at least in this booth. Like, this is what it's like. All our listeners are like, every single what is wrong like, with Whoa. you guys? I think maybe we should. It's time to stop listening to this show because I'm starting to not relate to Whoops. this. Whoops. Yeah, exactly. We've taken it too far, Biz. I'm going to just cross my fingers and hope yeah. this is a universal one. Me too. Uh, I really, I, for me, the, I really, it is really the shock takeaway mm-hmm. of just like how like palpable that feeling is of not knowing what to do. So we learned that. That's great. Yay! We learned, once again, reading, reading, reading is awesome, awesome, awesome. So thank you to James Patterson for continuing to put out uh, so many books for us to like and enjoy. And we also learned that we need to respect the disappointment, guys. Mm -hmm. It's real, and we got to stop like, all right, I guess I'll be okay. Yep. It's okay to be mad and sad about stuff that, that messes up for us. Everyone, you are doing a remarkable job. You guys really are. You really are. Great job, you guys. Teresa? Yeah. You are doing You're doing a really good job, Teresa. Thanks, Thanks Biz. Yeah. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart. Our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, are perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things. And of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.